Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. You've got your smooth, smooth trip report voice on once again, like a a warm glass of whiskey. Like a, That's like how a I would broken record. <laughs> I was going to be a little more flattering than that, but fine. A broken record also works. We're here to do a trip report, as your broken record of a voice would suggest. Indeed. Uh, this week we are doing Universal Studios Florida. Last time out, trip report-wise, we did Islands of Adventure. So it makes sense to just jump on the Hogwarts Express and head on over to Universal Studios Florida. It sure does. But as we like to do these trip reports normally, we basically rock up at the entrance... And make our way around the park, doing the rides and uh, other attractions and shows that we have done on our recent visits. So, like our Islands of Adventure one, we have both recently been to Universal sure Studios have, yeah. on our recent respective holidays to Florida. So, plenty to talk about. It's a park that's undergone uh, a fair amount of change in recent years, I would say, in terms of new rides. Quite a lot of re redos that have kind yes. of gone on you know yes. replacing rides that were there already for better or for worse uh, indeed um, but also you know big totally new projects I mean going back a few more years now but stuff like Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket yep. Transformers they're not super old in the tooth just yet um, and they were from the ground up I think Transformers actually came over from I think Singapore was actually the first Universal Park that had the Transformers ride if I'm not mistaken but it didn't replace anything in Florida. It just sprouted up from the ground and was brand new to that park. Um, so, yeah, we will head on in, as we like to do from the start, and just make our way around the park, basically. Yeah. We've spoken before, Josh, about how you are a go-left kind of family we sure when it comes to are. theme parks. The setup of Universal is uh, a little more complicated, I guess. It's not quite sort of Magic Kingdom or Island of Adventure where you can make your way around in a very obvious circle. Uh, it's, I, it's not quite that simple. You can't... I think it's become more convoluted since uh, the additions of Harry Potter and Transformers. Mm. But I think there is a fairly... still, a f- or It always has been a fairly you know, circular motion to the parks. Still. I guess so, but I suppose rather than going in and turning left or turning right it's more of a go straight or go right isn't yes it? So i guess so yeah. you have the gift shop on your left you know the the entrance slash exit gift shop yeah you've now got the today cafe sure do. up there too looks cool to uh, go in there it certainly does but if you go straight you're kind of heading up into the new york section where you've got the rip ride rocket and jimmy fallon and whatnot and if you go right you've got well not a whole lot right now because <laughs> yeah. it used to a be long the, walk uh, transformers uh, sorry terminator yeah um, so all you've got around there at the moment really is the uh, Halloween makeup show or the horror makeup show and uh, various shops. The prop shop is cool. Prop shop, yeah, there, prop shop but, is uh, cool. So where do you want to go? Do you want to go straight or do you want to go right? I would like to go straight. Okay, let's go yeah. straight. Yeah. In that case, I suppose the first ride we come to then is the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess you, oh, is you, it? you ignore, you're ignoring their... Am I ignoring Despicable Me? Despicable Me, Shrek. Minion Mayhem and Shrek. Oh, well, I hate to do that. Ignore Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. But I do that every time we go. I certainly do as well. I pretend they don't exist. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Despicable Me with a queue less than an hour. It's absolutely mad. I, I've seen 50 minutes. When I went, it was 50 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a treat. I know. Still didn't do it. <laughs> Have you ever done it? No. Right, so I did it not on my most recent visit. I have done it before. Right. And I guess, yeah, it, it's kind of like um, 
It's, it's, it was it, it was ha- Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron, Neutron was, was Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera, which was great. That's my favourite version of Hanna Barbera, personally. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent, because it was basically like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Hanna Barbera. Yeah, it was the ultimate crossover event. So good. Forget your End Game. Forget your um, I don't know whatever the hell else has done crossover events um, in recent years. Annabelle. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forget your Conjuring Universe and your Marvel. Uh, it was all about the wonderful world of Hanna Barbera. Combining yes. the Jetsons oh. and the Flintstones and Scooby Doo, Raggy, uh, all in one go. It was so amazing. Good. So good. I've bought two cuddly Scooby Doo's in that Hanna Barbera gift shop as well as a kid over the years. Oh wow! Um, I still have one of them. That's probably a surprise to no one. Yeah, um, no. I don't know if they ever used to spe- uh, sell Scooby snacks though. You'd think that would be a good merchandising opportunity. They probably would these you days. See how, yeah, these days, definitely. If they were to build a new Hanna-Barbera ride. Yeah, which would, I think they should. They would have to come up with some... Uh, Ruby snacks. Raggy. But alas, yes, it is now Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, which is lost on me, really, because I don't like the Minions. No, I think the Minions are the weakest part of Despicable Me, personally. I mean, I've only seen the first Despicable Me. I think Gru is a which is uh, um, which was pretty good. I think Gru's a, a good character. Yeah. Um. I think they've done a good job. And the kids. Yeah. Um, I think the minions actually let it down. I don't like the minions at all. No. I. You know, I might be a controversial of opinion here. Uh, video game fans out there might know what I'm talking about. The rabbits yeah. are the minions. If the minions were actually good. Yes. <laughs> the rabbits are better than the minions. Yes. Yeah. And they're and basically even, the same thing. And even then, I don't really want rabbits. No. Particularly. No, I mean, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to seek out rabbits yeah. in anything. But that Mario Rabbids game was really Mario good. Mario Rabbids game was very good. I suppose on a, a slight aside, the studio responsible for D- Despicable Me, yeah. Illumination, yes. who uh, have just put out Secret Life of Pets 2, Yes, I believe that is the studio that is... Working on a Mar- on an in- like a Mario film for oh, okay. Universal. Interesting. I believe that's a deal that's been done. So whether or not we can infer anything from that in terms of the tone, potential tone of the Mario Maybe. film, um, it'll be interesting to see Oof. what route they go down with that. Mario. Will it, will it just play Mario it, Rabbids game? Will it just play it straight film. and it's a Mario film set in the Mushroom Kingdom and there's nothing more to it than that, or will it be almost like a Lego Movie type situation where there's a real world and a it's just Mario uh, world? Will the Mario world come into the real world or vice versa? It's just Despicable Me, but the minions are rabbits and Gru is Mario uh, Bowser. It's a me. Oh, wahoo! Wahoo! Yeah, Minion Mayhem, not really my cup of tea to no. be honest. But then you've got Shrek, which I, I, I. Shrek is, has been stuck in time for I about used to really 15 like... years because it's a sequel to a, it's a sequel to Shrek One, yeah. which doesn't even. It's in this weird time well, loop on where Shrek 4 ever there's after. no Shrek 2, there's no Shrek 3, Shrek there's the no third. Shrek 4. No Shrek Forever After. There's no Puss in Boots movie. Oof. Thank God. There's no Christmas specials. This is a straight sequel. This is essentially a straight-to-video sequel of Shrek. This, this is a... Uh, was it? Shrek Dark Fate. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I don't... Because... I, I That's remember harsh. Terminator... I, uh, Shrek 2 is really good. When I got Shrek 2 on DVD, Shrek 4D was a bonus. It was on the special features. Really? Yeah. And it came with little paper red and blue red 3D and blues. glasses Oof. to watch it on on your TV. And I guess 
I, the 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 Shrek 4D ride show existed before Shrek 2. Yeah, must have done. But maybe they were in development at around the same yeah. time. I don't know. I guess so. That's the best way to get the characters, right? I suppose. I actually still find it quite funny. I think it holds Shrek up. Shrek 4D. Yeah. The thing about it that kind of lets it down to, for me is that I, I'm pretty sure that at some point they made the seats way more mobile. Yes. And and so scenes, for example, where uh, Shrek and Donkey are riding in the in the carriage and the chairs are rocking to simulate the horse. And uh, this is like very the very loud. opposite to the Cat in the Hat ride. Exactly. They yeah. amped it up yeah. and scaled back the Cat in the Hat. But the maybe the, that's what they did. They took the power from Cat in the Hat and <laughs> it's a straight transfer. Yeah. They took like a generator out of Cat in the Hat and went and just plugged it in on Shrek to see what would happen. And then the chairs just went mental. But it's it gets very loud and sometimes you can't hear the dialogue. I find because the chairs are making such a racket. Wow. I haven't yeah. been on. I think we didn't go this time. Oh, missing uh, out. My uh, the other half of the family were like, man, what's the point? It's rubbish. I was like, oh, it's okay. it's. Um, I still like the pre-show where the the mirror does the Star Wars credits. Yeah, that's, that's pretty really good. good. The three little piggies. Yeah, there's a lot of really good references in there. Yeah, yeah. there's some good pop culture stuff. Um, and it was before Shrek had kind of exhausted it all. Yes, so it still kind of works. Even though I must have seen that film now about a dozen times. Love Shrek 4D. Shrek and Shrek 2 are really good as well. Yeah. Yeah, Shrek 1 is the best. Oh, well, yeah. But um, Puss in Boots, a fine addition. Anyway, let's not spend this <laughs> whole podcast talking about the history of the Shrek franchise. I know it's got lots of layers, but <laughs> it's not worth it. No. Um, Rip Ride Rocket. Rip Ride Rocket. Can we actually Rocket. talk about that one now? Yes. That's... That's, I really like the Rip Ride Rocket. I feel like it's a little um, underrated because it's it, it's um, <sighs> um, it's kind of I don't know. There's, there's not a whole lot going for it in terms of theming. It's kind of it, it does feel a little out of place in a way at Universal Studios. Yeah, and um, like the soundtrack is kind of never had an update and it's a bit old now. Yes, and. Uh, so for all those reasons, I feel like it kind of goes under the radar. But in terms of just its track and the sensations that it creates, yeah, um, I, I really like it. I think it's a really cool idea. Be able to choose your song. It's really yes. cool. I don't think any of the I, no song that I have picked up until this time have I felt have particularly fitted the ride. You mean you've never picked uh, what's it? Pump it louder by the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, what's no. the actual name of that song? Because it's not that. Um, is, is it, it just pump it? Pump it. Maybe it is. I've picked um, the Beastie Boys. Oh, of course. Sabotage. No doubt. Uh, ZZ Top. Okay. But this time, <laughs> I remember. What the first time I did it, yeah. I picked that's the way. Aha, aha. I like, I like it. it. And I don't know how we did this or why, but somehow we managed to talk my dad into buying the post drive DVD. Oh my god! Because that's kind of what its pitch was when it first yeah. opened it was like oh you go on the ride and you make your own music video and then you buy it afterward and it's like $90 for a <laughs> terrible DVD yeah. nowhere close to the widescreen quality as seen in um, <laughs> Mission to Mars, Mars <laughs> which is a reference a for joke like- to a joke <laughs> that you won't hear for about 8 weeks because <laughs> we've done that episode already it's not coming out till mid-July but um, uh, yeah we somehow ended up buying that and uh and it's basically like a three minute 
video, if that. Yeah. That you could make a do a better job of it yourself in Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, the webcams are real bad. Because we bought well. my version of it, it's just that's the way I like it on a loop for three <laughs> like three minutes, and the DVD just loops by default. Oh no, there's no menu really. You just, just put it keep... in and it plays and it just keeps going. And I remember when we got home from the park that time, popped it in the DVD player in the house. And we were just sat there. Did <laughs> you just dad, leave it playing for the rest of the holiday? My dad just like he was going to kill someone. So, <laughs> well, we've got to watch it about a hundred times to get our value for money out of it. So everyone just had, that's the way we are. And I think any time, we just can't listen to it anymore as a oh, family. Oh, no. Any time we hear that song, we're just reminded of that $90 that went down the drain. That is a, that is a waste of money. And then we fell for it again about six years later. No. We got another $90 DVD in Harry Potter. And what a sucker. You know the photography shop in yeah. Diagon Alley? Idiots. You can go and stand in front of a green screen and the, someone there will basically tell you to act like a moron and sort of wave you They basically yeah. give you directions like, yeah. oh, wave to a train or yeah. uh, jump up, up up in the air or whatever. They're doing the uh, the George Lucas. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's the George Lucas School of Filmmaking. You are Ewan McGregor. Yes, exactly. Hello there. <laughs> and then... They sell you a DVD, you get home, you put it in, and it's you on all these stupid Harry Potter backdrops, acting like complete morons. Yeah. And again, you've 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 lost ninety dollars, <laughs> and the exchange rate gets worse every time we buy one yeah. of these things. So they're getting more expensive. Oh, I, uh, our first post Brexit Universal DVD is going to be a. <laughs> it's going to be a picture. Oh, we see that receipt. Damn. Anyway, uh, Rip Rock Rocket. It. This time, <laughs> this time, Tom, I picked yes a secret song. Yeah. So how do you do this? So you like punched a secret code in and yeah, so songs like it was like a PS one cheat or something. So as soon as you get on the ride and you mm. lock the bar down, you have to press and hold the logo on the screen, right? And you basically just hold it until a keypad and an input bar comes up. Okay. And then you type, you punch in the code, hit OK, and it's like you've picked a secret song. You won't be able to pay $90 to have this on your... Oh, no. I oh, know. Gutting. Oh. Um, well, that rules it out, then. Yeah. I uh, I picked uh, a classic, a classical song. Okay. Uh, Night... Like Beethoven or something. Night on Bald Mountain by Modest Masorks. You know what I'd pick if they had it on there? Flight of the Valkyries. Yes. That'd be good. This one is uh, on... Or uh, Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. This is... Uh, <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> this one is on Forza Horizon. It's been on a various few Forza Horizon games. Okay. Perfect. Great. It's got the like the, the rise up to the crescendo at the top of the hill. Well, the hill the hill uh, lift is um, kind of intense on that ride. Yeah, vertical. It basically blinds you. Yeah. You can't it's, you have to close your eyes. It's stupidly bright. <laughs> You're staring directly into the yeah. sun. You feel like Icarus for yeah. a brief moment. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, am I trying to blind myself? Yeah. But then, yeah, I think that, that ride's got some good um, some good drops. It's got that loop that it bails out of. Yeah. How many times does Rip Ride Rocket go upside down? I don't think it does. It doesn't. No. Correct, yeah. Thanks. That's a fun fact. Uh, we was in the queue <laughs> last time very, we went. The most fun of facts. Uh, in Thanks 2015, we was in the queue. Uh, and they were doing like a quiz sort of thing. It's like if you get the question right, you get you, to skip the you line. You get to skip the line. Oh, and my and there's like how many times does Rip Ride Rocket go upside down? People are like once, once, twice, <laughs> and my dad went zero. <laughs> and it was like, all right, come on, up you come. Wow. Yeah. So you and your dad got to skip the line, uh, and my mum, and your mum. Yeah, you all, did all three it. of us. Oh, when was this? Uh, 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah. What a fantastic tale. So uh, That's how we know. We always remember now. Brilliant. How many times it goes upside down? Zero. <laughs> Looks like it does, but then it goes, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Bails out at the very last yeah. moment. That's how it gets you. That's why so many people get the question wrong. <laughs> and you've been paying attention. Well, Good job. My, my dad, clearly. Yeah. Well, yes. Get him on the podcast. That's we should do. Special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, we've got the uh, Jimmy Fallon race through New... Well, there's a big stage area, isn't there, where they put on special yes. events and stuff. Uh, we, where Stranger we, Things uh, is held at Halloween often. Yeah. we When we were there, we were in the midst of the Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they had a food festival going on. They had a few concerts that were uh, in the offing. Yes. I think Pitbull was there, bizarrely. Mr. Worldwide. Um, I believe so. Himself. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we missed it. I was just devastated <laughs> beyond belief. So, yeah, we, we didn't really get any of that, but we did do the Jimmy Fallon race through New York. Oh, the artist formerly known as Twister. Yes. Ride it out. Yes, I would rather do oh, Bill Paxton race through New York, oh. frankly. Yeah, where he's like, oh, um, we're Bill going Paxton. On a race. We're going to go on a race through New York. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> All right, where's my check? <laughs> um, Cow. <laughs> yes. Uh, this whole ride was completely lost on me. Uh, the pre-show especially because it obviously relies on deep, deep knowledge of the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon show. Bird, and yeah. I'm like, you got the what is going on here? The Dancing Panda. Jimmy Fallon dressed up as a teenage girl. Yeah. Which I find Ew. so infuriating I almost wanted to walk out. Ew. It's just yeah. awful. That can be... So on times uh, on that... I've watched clips on YouTube of Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear uh, that. I thought the barbershop quartet was really good. One of my favourite ones was um, with... Uh, the guy from House of Cards. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh. And now I think they've pulled that episode. Well, it would make sense. Yep. Uh, which is a shame because I thought it was really good. But, uh, you know. He does, there are bigger he, things at play. Yeah, he does stupid things. <laughs> I get punished. Uh, <laughs> things he should not have done. Allegedly. I, I guess we have to say that legally because he hasn't been... Yes, his lawyers will be in touch with yes. the Parkrush podcast. They're yeah. listening very closely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Watch uh, what you say um, about Frank Underwood and the and ooh hashtag not my president hashtag not my president uh, the ooh thing which is where he dresses up as a little girl uh, uh, he sometimes uh, Justin Timberlake comes on and he dresses up as a little girl brilliant yeah sounds like these people should be on a register somewhere yeah uh, the, they seem like best buds him and Timberlake I, I really like Timberlake but uh, yeah the dancing panda hashtag the panda uh, was leaning out of the window. When we got there, and that uh, entertained my nephew for quite some time. Fair enough. He's a two-year-old. Well, I hope he grows out of it. <laughs> I hope when you take him back there in 2021 or whatever, yes, he finds the panda thoroughly tedious. Yes. Ugh. Just go away, mate. Yeah. Grow um, up. You're a grown man dressed as a bear. Yeah. And then the ride is it's like, like... It's like a, a poor, man's, simulator poor man's Hanna-Barbera, really. Poor man's Han- Hanna-Barbera, it is. You're not wrong. Again, kind of lost on me, to be honest. Yeah. Thought I lost my uh, nephew uh, in the shop afterwards. Right. Uh, so I had the biggest scare of my life. It's the worst gift shop in the whole park. Oh, yes. There's like poo emoji yeah. pillows yeah. and other Jimmy Fallon stuff. I mean, even as someone who is now technically an employee of NBC Universal, <laughs> NBC Universal. Uh, I can't say I was of a mind to buy any of the merch. Do you oh, get a discount? The hot NBC merch. I don't think I do, actually. I think my staff perk is that I can get a free day ticket right. to any Universal Park, apart from Singapore, for me and a, fa- for me and a, and a 
uh, you know, however many guests on the day. Right, yeah. Uh, but of course, in the case of Florida, that's kind of pointless because you kind of want a multi-day, yeah, you need to. multi-park ticket. Yeah. You know, what's the point of getting a one-park ticket at this point? So it's not a great deal, really. So I think, yes, actually, it would be better if I still have to pay to get in, but everything's discounted. I feel like I would get better value out of that. Yes. You just have a permanent discount like every time you go and you know you get 25% off food or something. And yeah. Those cookies would be... I'd, I'd get two. Oh. I'd get two cookies. Cookies. Still cost oh. you 10 bucks. Cookie. Um, yes, if you listen to our Island's Adventure Trip Report, you know how much I love, and now you love, Josh. Yes. The... Universal Studios Florida cookie. Probably love it too much, probably shouldn't go on. We talked about it in the context of the Croissant Moon at Islands of Adventure, but they do also sell it... At the San Fran Bakery. At the San Fran Bakery, and also I understand at the Today Cafe. Oh. So there are are opportunities to pick up a Universal cookie. Yes. At Universal. At Universal. Would you believe? It's uh, very good. It's a very good cookie. Anyway, moving on. Good cookie, bad ride. Yes. Good cookie, uh, bad ride. Mediocre ride. I think bad's harsh. Right. Bit harsh. Yeah. It's average. Is it the worst ride in the park? No. You don't think it is? No. We'll, we'll get to why shortly, but first. <laughs> oh, will we? But first. I guess, you know, the New York section of the park is, is just as well known for its sort of live entertainment. You've got the Blues Brothers. Yes. Wandering about. Uh, well, technically that's sort of like past New York, right? That's mm. Is that still considered New York, that part? Yeah, is it not? Okay. I feel like it is. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it is. Um, but you've and then you've the, got the because I mean technically the Blues Brothers are from Chicago, right? But they they mostly hang out in that street just across from the Mummy. Yes, that's where next they do to the Irish life. pub. Yes, and yeah. there's also a nice pizza place just down from there as well. Mm. Saw some people tucking into a nice slice of authentic-looking New York-style pizza. My favorite type of pizza. Fair. Um, but Revenge of the Mummy, I guess oh. we could talk about because I think that is probably probably my favourite ride at Universal that, at that park specific park, not the whole resort, but uh, at this park it's my favourite. Broken. It was broken for you. Yeah. What was broken about it? The part where the attendant. Yes. Uh, the fake attendant. Oh yes. Uh, goes. Hey, thanks for riding. Yeah. Oh, it's a mummy. Yeah. yeah. The mummy. Half a mummy. He had no head or arms. What? Or body. Yeah, you could sort of see a stick sticking out. That's weird. Where his body should have been. Yeah. But no body. That's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I've never had that issue. Yeah. I feel like the worst I've had on The Mummy is sometimes it feels like the very start with uh, the crew member who's been wrapped up and yes. put in a sarcophagus. Uh, the timing on that is sometimes a little off. Yeah. It feels like when you get to him, he's either... Slow to start or just finishing the car the group before. ahead. Yeah, but other than that, I feel like it, it always works pretty well for me. Um, I love that ride, and I've done the Singapore version, which is different, as we discussed on our yes. Singapore trip report. It's more, it plays it more straight. You're actually in a tomb. You're actually in a, you know, I think you are in the role of the adventurers. Whereas what I love about this one is that you're meant to be on the film set of you know another mummy film and the curse. Yes. Because it's real. Because it's real. And you've got peak Brendan Fraser involved in the pre-show and afterwards doing little skits on video and stuff. And Great. That's all fantastic. Uh, I love the campy tone. Possibly. But then the ride itself is also fantastic. My favourite child swap area. Okay. Uh, we had to do child swap on, because my nephew's two years old, can't mm. go on a lot of things. Must be the most, well, apart from Rip Ride Rocket, I guess it must be the 
second highest height restriction at that park, probably, right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe the same as Gringotts? Uh, I don't know off the top of my Men head. in Black's surprisingly high. Oh, fair um, enough. But playing the Mummy cartoon on the TV in the Mummy child swap area. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I didn't even know there was one, but yes. that's fun. That's cool. Brilliant. But yeah, I think that ride's great. Perfect combination of storytelling, technology, and, and the coaster section itself yeah. is great. Really good launch, cool backwards section. It's fast as hell. It's intense. Just done a really good job. It's just fantastic. And, you know, I feel like uh, you can't talk about Universal without talking about what used to be there. And the pressure to replace stuff like Kong and Back to the Future and Jaws is obviously huge. Yes. Because those aren't just beloved rides, but they're based on beloved films. Yes. And And I I feel like they've hit and missed in in areas. I feel like overall they've kind of done pretty damn they, well they've hit what they did more than they've missed because yeah. I, like Revenge of the Mummy is a stellar ride yes. I think it's the best ride at the park as I said uh, Kong was um, end of life yeah and by a long Jaws way. I don't think was necessarily ready to go at all and I think it was oh, really so fantastic but I think as an overall use of space and for what it's done for the park Diagon Alley has been a worthwhile replacement, no matter what you think of the ride. Diagon Alley is excellent. As an overall Diagon Alley is excellent. It's pretty sensational. Ride for ride. I like uh, The Simpsons. I think it gets a lot of hate. Um, I don't... I just... I don't... I mean, it's hard, I guess, you know, fan of Back to the Future. You certainly do love your Back to the Future. Um, So I... As do I. I uh, once got my leg stuck in the uh, railings at the Back to the Future ride. Right. Um, stick, stuck my knee through it and then couldn't get it back out again. My dad and this random guy had to bend the bars to get my knee out. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Uh, so I had a certain, you know, appreciation for <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> Not because of that, but... <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, that that uh, queue is still there because it goes up the building, doesn't it? Of course, yes. Yeah, the Simpsons queue is weird. Yeah. Like, it... It's strange, but thankfully, I, I'm a sucker for that whole thing, and it all still makes me laugh. Like, the thing about the Simpsons ride is that I think I may well have, I feel like I've said this before, but generally speaking, the Simpsons has declined in quality, like, quite, you know, dramatically. The TV show, yeah. Yes. And I feel like the best Simpsons content of the last 10, well, I guess it's more than 10 years now, 10, 12 years, is the film yeah. and the ride. Yes. In terms of, like, laughs per minute. Mm. Um, I think they're both yeah. better than the, the first time the I rode these days. The Simpsons, I was like, "Well, this is no Back to the Future ride. Back to the Future ride was awesome, but as it's gone, it's like actually this is it's good. This is actually really good. It's, it's very and, the, it's and funny. the jokes land really well. Yeah, yeah, the jokes do land. I really love the pre-show stuff, the safety video bit where um, <laughs> there's just so many moments that still make me laugh with uh, Sideshow Bob. A dish best served cold. Is it ice cream? <laughs> uh, Simpsons, get in that car! And then it pans over to Homer and he's jumped in the front row and he's like, Dad, what are you doing? I've queued an hour for this thing, so I'm riding it. <laughs> and then even on ride as well, there's loads of good gags and references to other theme parks, obviously. Yeah. It's a Small World, Pirates, uh, Shamu, the most yes. blatant. Uh, and some nice nods to Back to the Future as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I, I, I like it a lot. And I like what they've done with the whole Springfield zone. That's yeah, a slightly more impressive. recent development in terms of re-theming that whole area. 
Have you ever had one of the pink donuts? Uh, we did this trip. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because I've been really tempted every time, and every time I sort of look at it and think, that's really large. Uh, we did I've already have had a cookie we, by this point yes. in the day. <laughs> so, we, my uh, so. my nephew wanted one to himself. Wow. The two-year-old? No. The uh, <laughs> ten-year-old, yeah. It's bigger than his head. Uh, and his parents said, no. <laughs> I don't. I want to know how many... I don't think it has calorie information on that thing. No. Um, Probably wise, because I'm not sure anyone would buy it otherwise. Fundamentally, we split it eight ways. Fair. Uh, Is it good? It's surprisingly good for uh, the size of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, not as good as the price would make it. Seem. How does it stack up to a voodoo donut? Um, I didn't I didn't really have any voodoo donuts, but I think the voodoo donuts are better. Right. I mean, they're more varied. They're sure. more focused. Uh, this is like uh, the sixth form donut. What a reference! What a reference! I know. Our school sixth form had. Well, they yeah, they were big. Were they pink or were they white? I want to say they were pink. But they were big and greasy, covered in icing and hundreds of thousands. I must yeah. have had one of those almost every day for yeah. two years. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, because they served them when we was in uh, secondary school, like the lower years, and then Jamie Oliver ruined it. Yeah. Uh, took them away from us and then we could only get them in, sec- in sick form. Yeah, we were considered responsible enough to destroy <laughs> our own arteries and, yes. uh, and everything else. But they were very large and they were like 50p and they were... Oh, I bet they don't sell them anymore. No, I doubt it. Yeah, everyone's having like avocado oh, and toast, toast around yeah. there and stuff like that. Alas. Well, everyone's doing like ridiculously good grades these days so they're like True. too focused that they're working too hard. Yeah, so. they don't eat. No. Have you had any other food items from The Simpsons? Because there's lots of options. There's Moe's. No. There's the, the... I hear the taco van's really good because there's always a really big queue. It did look good. For the taco it van. It did look good. I was tempted. But yeah. Then, yeah. There's a few other kiddie rides around The Simpsons. Well, there's one. Is, there's one or two. There's, there's flying saucers. They've got a Dumbo. They've got a Dumbo. Is there another one? I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's another Simpsons. There's like carnival games, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's loads of carnival games around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've kind of got off track here of our <laughs> normal route round. So let's jump back over. So we did the mummy. Yeah. And I guess the next ride you come up on is all the Diagon Alley stuff. There's yeah. No, there's nothing else, is there? Between the, oh, you've got Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst ride in the park. Yeah. You, uh, we were both first time riders. <sighs> so uh, I must admit, it wasn't as awful as I was prepared for it to be. So you hadn't seen the Fast and Furious films yes. prior to this. I had never seen a Fast and the Furious film before I went on this ride. And then because I then wanted to understand the deep lore. And, <laughs> and so, you know, next time I do it, I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that Since then, I have gone and watched all eight yeah. Fast and the Furious films. And now I get it. Because when, when I was on the ride, I was kind of thinking to myself, are we the bad guys? Are we criminals? That can't be right. There must be something I'm not understanding here. And then I watched the films. I'm like, no, no, we're the criminals. We yeah. just don't well, care. It's cool. Sort of. Cr- the, sort it's of cool the to be cr- criminals. We're criminals, but in a good way. We're sure. Anti-heroes. Yeah. Fair, we're like Deadpool. I, I mean, there's no doubt that we are doing criminal stuff. Yeah, but generally for good reasons. I guess. You know, uh, first one, Paul Walker was a cop, and uh, he certainly was. Vin Diesel just. You know, trying to feed the family. That's true. It's um, all about that family. Yes. And that, the whole concept of the ride is you being accepted into yeah. the family. Too fast to furious, that geezer was hungry. Yeah, that's uh, true. As he reminds everyone. Mm. Tokyo Drift. Um, actually, no, that's probably the worst one. They're all, they're all just bad in that. Did you get any joy out of the... Whole experience as a fan of Fast and the Furious, as a fan of cars. There's cars in the, the queue. The queue is awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. The queue is my favourite part. Okay. I took photos of the cars. Yeah. I was really excited to see the cars. I was like, whoa. Even my dad. My dad was like, whoa, look at that. That's a Mexico. <laughs> see, this was all lost on me. Well, yeah. So that's an old Ford. Okay. Uh, which Paul Walker drove in Fast 7. Right. Um, on the, they, on the they, motorway are they, scene. Are they actual cars in the queue? Or are they models, like replicas? Uh, I'd imagine they're actual cars. Right. Although, I guess... Um, I don't know, actually. They could be fake. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell. It's mm. hard to tell without, like, touching them. Because they're, they're really well done. Mm. Um, but then fake cars are pretty easy to do. On a, and you have to be pretty, like, touching them to find out, really. Yeah. Fair enough. And then, I guess there are a few sort of pre-show elements where you're hanging yeah. out with members of the crew yeah. or family. The, the li- there's a live guy. But they're live actors, aren't they? They're- and they're talking to the the family, the family. Yeah. But they're all pre-recorded. Yeah. So actors, phone calls. Actors from the movies quote unquote. are like appearing on screens and talking to yeah. a like live a, actor. Luda. Yes. And uh, Mia. Yes. Uh, Mia who... Has not been in the films for a while, right? She, no. This being Brian's wife. Yes. Uh, Vin not... Diesel's sister. Yes. Yes. She's meant Made to Made becoming... the tuna sandwiches. She's meant to become, of course. Of course. <laughs> you can't get tuna sandwiches at the... in the gift no, shop afterwards. No, should have done that. They should have, absolutely. Um, the tuna sandwich bar, rather than... The same bakery is like, or there's a... A bakery, like, basically across the road, almost, right? I think that is the San Fran bakery. Yeah, so... Well, I guess it's slightly further down. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, because the entrance to Fast and the Furious, that's what we were a bit confused because we rocked up. We got their virtual line thing. That is where Beetlejuice used to be. The entrance to the queue is where Beetlejuice used to be and where uh, the entrance to Disaster was is now where the gift shop is for Fast and the Furious. Yes, the exit and the... Yeah. Yeah. So that threw us a little bit when we turned up. But... um, yeah, the ride itself, I guess, is like super budget Kong, is the best way of describing it. You're in a party yeah. bus driven by a model. It's not an animatronic. It no. doesn't move or talk or anything. No. It's just sitting up front there. Super budget. And then the uh, the screens are pretty far away from your vehicle. Yeah. And they're not particularly immersive. They're quite clearly just screens that you're just looking at. Yeah. And so, yeah, it starts... It starts where you're literally watching a party, and then loads of FBI agents come down, and then you get a talk, a pep talk from The Rock and yeah. Vin Diesel, and then eventually you escape from the base, and there's like this ridiculous high-speed chase on a highway or freeway or whatever, and and, it, and they try to do the Kong thing where you've got action to your left and action to your right, and you can kind of look both ways to follow what's going on. And there's all sorts of ropey CGI business yes, going on where like, mess. Vin Diesel's hanging out of a helicopter and all sorts of crazy yeah. nonsense is going on. And it genuinely at times looks like I'm watching someone play a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. It's um, it's not great. Like I said, I didn't find it as offensively awful as I thought I would. I think just because there was enough motion going on and the whole thing was so inherently stupid that I could kind of... And I also, I, I knew nothing about it other than it was meant to be bad. So I was expecting it to be way closer to disaster than right. it was. I thought yeah. it was going to be disaster again. Yeah. And I was curious, morbidly curious, to be like, how the hell are if they... If it was reinv- disaster again, it would have been a better ride. How they reinvented this subway again? Yeah. It turns out they haven't. So no. I was kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, at least it's something different. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm keen to go on it again at some point now with all this knowledge about the characters and their lives. Not worth. Because, <laughs> well, what can I say? Bad. Yeah, it's not great. With a capital B. Indeed. Um, I guess before we move on to Dargan Alley, we can quickly touch on Transformers because as you say, because oh, yeah. of where it's positioned, Weird. you you kind of have to sort of go out your way slightly. You can't just go a full loop. Yeah. Transformers, aka Poor Man Spider-Man. Poor Man Spider-Man, yeah. I think it's good. I think the technology is great. Uh, yeah. I think that it, it does generate a lot of the same sensations. I mean... I would I would want to really do them back to back immediately because I feel like the route is almost exactly the same in that you know you have the bit where you get shocked like you do get shocked by electro yeah you have that bit where you get sucked towards something yeah in Transformers it's getting sucked into Devastator or whatever his uh, name yeah. is in Spider Man it's when Doc Ock has the shooty uh, anti gravity gun um there there's a bit where you're going through smoke. And obviously, there's a bit at the end where you fall off a building, yeah, and you get caught by Spider-Man's web, and in this, you get caught by Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I think, yeah, there's a lot of um, yeah parallels. I to feel be like drawn between the two, and it, I think it probably just comes down to which IP you prefer, really. Um, so, if you're a terrible that, human, I you'll think, like Transformers, well, yeah. and if you have taste and are a cool dude, uh, Spider-Man. I, I don't think the story for I don't know. The story in Spider-Man flows better. Like, oh, of course. The the scenes are better strung together yes. than in Transformers. Yes. What I will say for There's a bit where you're just driving down a pipe. Yeah. There's nothing going on. No. But Transformers, I am utterly exhausted by the Transformers films within about 10 minutes of the action kicking off. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm just okay, like, I've done. had enough of this. Yeah. Christ, I, Christ on a bike. I don't know what's happening. This is just awful. Yeah. And so condensing that into a seven-minute ride is probably the best way for someone like me to experience Transformers. I can deal with it for seven minutes and have some fun with the being flung about as if I'm in the middle of the you're, action. You're one of them... Uh... Whereas just passively watching that action yeah. for two hours Oof. is not a good time. No. Whereas, like, thought, that's why... I, I thought that first Transformers was okay and then it... Okay. Bumblebee is the best Transformers film. Bumblebee is really good, don't think it would make a great ride, though. So No. But it's the best film. Do we, if we get 80s music, though. True. Mm. Just put it on Rip Ride Rocket. Some more oh. Bumblebee tracks. Ticks. Yeah. Um, so that's Transformers. Uh, one of my favourite shops is around by Transformers. It's the, uh, it's like a, like, there's a merch shop that basically only sells classic movie stuff. Right. So there's some Back to the Future gear in there, Jaws. Yes. Like classic movie posters, lots of classic monster stuff was in there when I was there. They seem to be selling a lot of classic monster merch at the moment. Which there's all, all these rumours swirling around about classic monsters having a major presence at Fantastic classic Worlds. Classic monsters, obviously, uh, well known for saving Universal. Uh, Back in the day. Constantly. Like every time Universal needs saving, they go, well, we'll just make a monsters film. Mm. Yeah, well, it hasn't worked out for them so much in recent times. Well, no, I guess now they don't, they don't need, need saving, though. No, do that's they? true. Now it's for Fast and the Furious is now their sort of big, bank, big thing. Bankable, yeah. Yeah. Fast and Furious and Minions. It's like, oh. but I think, I feel like they're, get, they're banking money for a rainy day. When are we going to get the crossover that everyone wants? The Universal Cinematic Universe. Minions v. The Family. <laughs> it's got to happen. It's got to happen. No! I, I demand it. No! Moving on, then. I feel like because diagonally is the big thing, let's let's quickly touch on we've got Kid Zone. Yeah, if we head diagonally. Yes. Diagonally away from Fast and the Furious, we'll quickly touch on Kid Zone. 
which is still there, <laughs> just about. Still not Nintendo Feels like Land. It's been on its last legs for years, but it's still there. Woody Woodpecker's still there. Faisal is still there. Um, I, I don't venture any further than Barney. E.T. Around that no, me neither. No, me neither. You, you can't s- really. Like, E.T., I feel like it's vintage. It's classic. Yeah. You can get away with going on it without uh, kids. So we got a... If you venture any further without a child, you're probably going it's on It's quite cool. List. So uh, last time my brother and his wife and their kids went, my, the two-year-old wasn't tall enough to go on E.T. Mm. And uh, they seem to do this cool thing where they give you a basically a fast pass. And they go, hey, you and five guests can come on this ride when you're tall enough to come on this ride. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and then we forgot it. <laughs> but, but, yeah. <laughs> Great. But we blagged our way in anyway. Oh, fair enough. And blagged all eight of us on. Did E.T. get your names right? Uh, That's the only question worth asking about E.T. Yeah, some point. of them are more obvious than others. Yeah. So, like, Eddie, was, who's my youngest nephew, that was easy. Uh, Mason is pretty obvious to hear. Um, mine is quite short, so it's quite abrupt. Uh, some of the others... It's quite hard to because it's like James I mean, sort of blurs into one. Et has needed a, a throat tablet or two for about six years by oh, the, yeah. at this point. By my reckoning, he, he's struggling to get the words out at yeah. this point. But bless him, he's a, he he's still a, gets the job done just about twenty packets a day, man. He's a, <laughs> Et <laughs> at least, at least I think. And still then, a classic, as still... you say, the rest of Kid Zone is um, pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also the uh, Fear Factor. No, Fear Factor Live is on the other. You got the. Got, there's an animal show there, yeah. isn't there? And then there's Fear Factor Live. Fear Factor Live used to be a Wild West stunt show back when. Yeah. When, I, when we used to go. We did Fear Factor Live this year for the very first time. Oh wow. Um, it was okay. There was one guy who did it who I really didn't want to win. He I thought he, he was he was really playing up to like oh, I'm gonna win. I'm the best. I'm like why are you here today to win? You know that kind of person. Like, sorry, mate. Just, did he win? Yeah, he did. Ugh. Damn it. God damn it. Men in Black. Men in Black. Classic. I have a nice anecdote from that this year in that... Um, Spins. It does still spin. Men in Black is my favourite shooty-shooty ride. Yeah. And uh, there was a kid next to me. Yeah. He must have been oh, 10 at absolute tops. Smashed it. Like, ridiculous score. Really? Like, 600 and something thousand... That's like truly insane. Yeah, I got quite a high score. I can't remember. What the it was best score I've ever got is about two hundred and something. Really? Thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're not very good. No. I've got consistently in the uh, high hundreds of thousands. Oh well, I'm very sorry. But this kid absolutely smashed it, and he gave me some tips afterwards. Oh. In a in a because <laughs> he of... caught me looking at his thing, and I was like, "How did you do? How did you do that?" And he basically said, "You want to aim for the ones in the windows. Yeah, they get you the most points. Yeah, and and any any aliens that are small, small aliens get you more points than the big aliens. Of course, obviously, make sure you hit the red button when it when the time comes. Obviously, but generally speaking, you should be racking up a way bigger score than what you've got there. Yeah, before it, the red button, like the red button is kind of like a safety net." The red button banks you 500,000 points. It's 100,000. It's 100,000. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, but he had a, an insane score without that. Yeah. So, um, yes, I was glad to, to get a good pep talk yes. from this kid. And I'll try and remember for it's next quite, time. It's quite funny. Uh, my nephew the day before on uh, the Buzz Lightyear shooter yeah. at Tomorrowland, uh, his score was so high, it nines across the board. Wow. Yeah. Came to Men in Black. And he kept blaming. He said the gun wasn't working. He's like, "Well, you've got some points, so it's clearly working. You're well, just not very good." 
Well, and Buzz Lightyear is harder because the targets are way smaller. Oh. And you don't have completely free reign with the gun either, do you? Because it's attached no, to I, the I, I uh, say, but it's, vehicle. But because of that, you have more... It's easier to aim because it's mounted. So something that's mounted is less shaky. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, But there's, uh, there's more precise aiming is required uh, on Buzz. I would say it's easier to shoot on Buzz. Fair enough. Uh, you ha- you have more con- like when so you're on Men in Black. Men in Black can sp- turns and spins without you really knowing what's going on. Yeah. Um, have you done Men in Black with a spare seat next to you and dual wielded? No. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's so mainly, what, you don't get points, you don't get very good points, yeah. but you look damn awesome in the photo. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So it's a trade off. Um, so um, I I yeah. got a really high score as usual, and I was let down by my family members. Well, so what were you cosmically average? Yes. Fair. But I, I feel like I should have been up there and they're down there. And what bug? What you would have been? Was it intergalactic defender? Yeah. Cosmically average bug bait? Is that is that yeah. how it goes? Something like that. I would say Those are the three rankings. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do diagonally to Diagon. see us out. As we've said, what a masterpiece! In terms, of, in terms of theming, it's a masterpiece of theme park design. It truly feels like you've been transported to somewhere completely different. Super busy though. It is rammed at all times. Constantly. It's kind of insane. It was fairly quiet when I went. There is still some rammed. relief to be had if you do a right and go kind of around the back way there. Yeah, no one really knows that's sort of there as, as much. Yeah, there's uh, a little more room to manoeuvre, but just that main street up to Gringotts, which is a stunning sight. Like one of the yeah. one of one of the best sights you can find in theme parks, I would say today is going into Diagon Alley, looking straight up the street. And, and that dragon on top yeah. breathing fire. The the buildings it's are all amazing. all haggardy. Yeah, and slanted. Yeah, it's, it's bank just, with. Oh. It's so good. It is really good. It's absolutely nailed. And I think like I have the same problem with the shops as I do in Hogsmeade, which is that they're just too small and too crammed with stuff, and it's hard yeah. to get. Like I don't particularly enjoy the shopping in there, even in the shops that are a bit more out the way. Like there's a pet shop. Right, where they just sell loads of stuffed animals, and there's the Nocturne Alley bit, which is really cool. The, yes. the theming that's where all the dark wizards go in the books course, yes. to buy their stuff. Draco that shop's and... a little more quiet, but it's still quite busy. Um, you can get butterbeer ice cream there, though, which is very nice. Not in oh. Nocturne Alley. I mean, there is an ice cream shop up on the left in Diagon Alley. Uh, uh, that is my favourite way to have butterbeer. Is ice cream? Is the ice cream? Oh, followed by frozen and then just butterbeer. If I'd have known, I might have had some ice cream. But, butterbeer uh, ice cream is yeah, very nice. I didn't realise that was there. You no, know, it's good. I recommend for next time. Quite a lot. We go. Wow, this is amazing. Take our sh- photos. Get on the ride. Kind of bounce. Cause that's fair because it's, it's quite busy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So the ride then. Yes. I love the queue for the most part. Like Hogwarts, if it's really long and you're stuck outdoors for a bit, you do suffer. There's not much to look at, really. No, the outside's really boring. But once but you're indoors, the, the attention to detail is remarkable, from the sort of glass chandeliers to the goblin animatronics, yeah. you know, the winding halls. We always make a joke that the, obviously we take the lift pages. down yeah. all the way. Yeah. Why couldn't we have stopped up, you know, one floor up? Yeah. Instead of having to walk up the stairs again to get to the <laughs> Yeah, that is strange. There's an illusion of going down a lift. Yeah. Like like Men in Black, actually, yeah. which is funny. And um, and then, yeah, you end up going up a winding staircase. Uh, the pre-show, I guess uh, the thing you do get the sense of is that like, when you do the, the queue in uh, Hogwarts, Islands of Adventure, yes. all the stars are out. Yeah. You've got Harry, Ron, Hermione, Dumbledore, <laughs> the whole gang. Yeah. And then when you get to Gringotts, it's Bill. Yeah. And a goblin. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah, it's not even like, like one of the famous goblins, right? It's... No, I think it's just a random dude. Yeah, 
and and Bill Weasley, yeah, who's now probably best known for Star Wars and yes, uh, Ex Machina and stuff like that. So that that doesn't it wouldn't be fair necessarily to say that 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 extends to the ride because whilst Harry, Ron, and Hermione, as far as I can tell, are like visually fine, but the voices aren't the voices. I don't think no, certainly not Hermione. Certainly not. She sounds really terrible. Yeah, but you get Voldemort. And Bellatrix involved. Yeah. Ray Fine and uh, Helena Bonham Carter are actually on the. Uh, they're not actually. There. <laughs> they're doing live performances every time they arrive. <laughs> it's truly on. impressive. It's really good. They must be getting paid very, very well. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I mean, well, from a storytelling perspective, I don't have a huge problem with it. In fact, I think in terms of a, a flow, it's arguably makes more sense than the yeah. Um, uh, Forbidden, Journey. Forbidden Journey, which is kind of like a Harry Potter highlights reel. This yeah. one feels a bit more cohesive, I yeah. would say. But um, it is... It's a weaker ride. You think it's a weaker ride? Yeah. I think it's because it's just a screen heavy, with less, but with less props. Yeah, far less and props. And the ride system is less unique. Yes. So I think what really elevates Forbidden Journey is the ride system. Yeah. Uh, whereas the this Cougar is, arms, yeah, yeah, the Cougarums. Whereas this is just a, yeah, it's a roller coaster, indoor roller coaster. And yeah. there's some good parts to it. I think the bit at the very beginning with Bellatrix um, sends you hurtling down yeah. head first it does a is, tip. That's is really, really cool. good. Yeah, seesaw. Um, I quite like the bit where the um, the big animated guards, like they're trolls actually, aren't they? In in yeah. in like armor. Yes. They whack the track with their clubs, and there's that falling sensation. Yeah. But for the most part, after that, it's not the most high thrills coaster, really. You're going through it quite slow, scene to scene. Yeah. A bit of spinning, but... Yeah, I think the 3D is good. I think the screen tech has aged okay. Like, I think Forbidden Journey, as we discussed... It looks On worse. our Islands yeah. report, we thought we were surprised to find out that it had been upgraded recently. Whereas, I think Gringotts, I think the 3D tech's quite decent. Especially when Voldemort arrives for the first time and he sends yeah. his snake at you and stuff yes. like that. Who, as we know, was once a circus performer, of course, uh, yeah. an actual woman. Jesus, but yeah, you're you're still not super sold on this whole thing. No, as a ride. No, no, no. Uh, if you like Harry Potter, I guess you like. I, I just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Harry Potter. I just don't. I think it's better. yeah. Certainly now with uh, obviously the Hagrid ride is apparently excellent from everything that we've heard. Yes, you got to question it, really. Got to question it. Mm. Where's the commitment? <laughs> well, what would you like them to do to it? Uh, if anything, I mean, real life dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's something that we'll have to wait for uh, technology to advance. I guess so to the point where we can clone dragons. Yes, but until such a time, we'll have to put up with what we get. Yeah. Um. I guess until such a time, that's kind of that's kind of universal. That's right? kind of universal. Yeah. I guess there's nothing really on the cards for that park for the time being. No. I well, they keep saying they're going to put. Mario in there or po- Pokemon? Pokemon. Well, I think the talk at the moment is you're going to get a, a Super Nintendo World at Fantastic World. Yeah. And then potentially Zelda at Islands of Adventure yeah. where the Lost Continent is and, then, and in, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon where Kidzone is. Yeah. Uh, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but that's probably 10 years away. Pokemon yeah. at Universal. So in the in the it'll be interesting to see how things change in the meantime. There's 
long rumours of hashtag J- bring Jaws back. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne is going where Terminator was. Where Terminator was. That is like pretty much all but confirmed. I find that a bit odd because I think Terminator is a bigger deal than yeah. Jason Bourne. And there's another Terminator. And there's film another. It. The timing on this feels really bizarre. And like Jason feel like, Bourne feels like it's a dead franchise. I feel like people sort of cared about Bourne. But not a lot. Yeah, not, nowhere near Terminator. No, it's never been as big as Terminator. No. Apart from maybe like ten years ago, yeah. there was like a, a window of about four when years when the first one came where out. The Bourne films were pretty yeah. good, and Terminator was garbage and not around. But now it's like, okay, the Bourne films are old enough, whereby they're not, you know, contemporary yeah. enough to really anchor a theme park attraction, unless they were a really big deal. Yeah, and they're not. No, like there's now. As much di- like the distance between Terminator when it was at its peak and Bourne when when it was at its peak is about as relevant yeah. when it comes to a theme park attraction. And Terminator is a more iconic franchise. There's and that be show some... was still good. It wasn't like it had aged particularly no. badly. It was still fun. there must there must be some sort of contractual agreement there because obviously the reason he's making this new one is because he's like got the rights back to make it basically. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's like part of some agreement there, whereas. Universal was no longer allowed to use it, and that's why they got rid of it. Maybe because I think I Terminator know. Two, the ride, yeah, was considered an, like canon, like a yes, because Cameron yeah, yeah. was involved, I think. And maybe now that he's obviously saying Dark Fate is meant to be the true Terminator Three, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's really precious about the canon and doesn't want the ride to be canon maybe. anymore. I guess we won't truly know. I do we'll find I'll wait to see it, but I am a little. Uh, I do find the Jason Bourne. Edition oh, curious. Yeah, I don't care. My mum likes Jason Bourne, like the original three. Sure. So she'll like the kit. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Beyond that, I guess, because of how badly it's been received, you wouldn't be surprised to see Fast and the Furious ripped out of there. I mean, that'd be uh, the I first guess Universal, it, it was obvious why they wanted it in there because it's, you know, a billion dollar movie franchise. It's their biggest box office sort of success story of recent times, but it's not a good ride. So maybe that's something that could end up being replaced quite quickly it would be uh, one of the quickest turnarounds in recent yes. theme park history but we'll have to wait and see that is going to do it for universal studios florida uh, still a fine theme park um but probably one that's going to slow down a little in terms of additions now over I the think next so. few years but yeah. i think it's in decent shape overall pretty good and most importantly uh multiple venues to find that cookie <laughs> So make sure you seek one out next time you're there. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at Parkrush Podcast. You can also email us, podcast at parkrush.com. You can follow the two of us on Twitter at T-E Acres and... W-O-P-R underscore Josh. Excellent stuff. You can find every episode that we have done so far at parkrush.com. That includes a playlist of all our trip reports. And you can also find us on your favourite podcasting app. Until next time, thanks very much for listening. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 